This is BB Radio, and I am your host, Katherine Dean. On today's episode, I want to talk with you girls about financial stability, because as a woman, I mean, I always say that, right? <laughs> as a woman. But I really believe that. As a woman, I think that this is something that we haven't really talked about like a full conversation regarding like what financial stability looks like for us and when I say we haven't talked about it I'm talking in terms of like people like myself like podcast hosts uh quote-unquote influencers or people lifestyle coaches whatever people that are like teaching you know uh mindfulness and wellness and all that stuff um I just feel like when it comes to our finances as women um and then this is seen over history right so in the beginning of time men handled pretty much all the money Men made the money, women stayed at home. Um, when you were a young girl, you were groomed to ideally, you know, uh, get a husband, right? So you were taught how to cook and clean. Um, you were taught how to manage children, treat a husband, you know, meaning like have sex with him, um, stroke his ego. And then in turn, that was your whole life. That's all you did. You really didn't have an identity. I mean, some women did like they would have like um, women groups. So you have like Tupperware parties or you'll have moments where women would get together and just kiki about womenly things. Right. Because that would help them stay sane, especially when you're dealing with men of different eras, because some men were very controlling. So they didn't allow women to you know, purchase what they wanted to purchase or do what they wanted to do or even feel or say or be whatever they wanted to be. It was more so about catering to them. Now, over time, this has changed. And in some instances, it's still the same, right? Because you still have some men and some women that still fall underneath that same philosophy, that older philosophy. Um, nothing wrong with that. But times have changed in a lot of essence, okay? And what we have noticed culturally is this, all right? So women, we find ourselves, we get into these relationships, right? Or you get into a marriage and then your spouse is taking care of you or taking care of some bills, whatever, whatever. Let's just say it's a situation where say your spouse doesn't have the money to pay the bill and then you end up defaulting on the payment. Or let's just say your spouse decides, oh, I'm cheating on you, I'm leaving you, I'm done, whatever. Or let's just say your spouse loses their job. Or what if they say, I'm not paying the bills. And then here you are in this situation, vulnerable. Okay, you have no way to take care of yourself. What happens if your spouse decides to leave you and you have no money? You have nothing. There are so many women that are in this situation right now as I'm talking to you. Okay, and if you're not in this situation, or let's just say, right, you're not in a relationship or you're young, so you haven't really experienced that. Or say you and your you know, boyfriend or your girlfriend are not really at that level where you share finances. I want to give you some insight regarding that so then that way you don't run into some of these traps. I'm not trying to be negative and I'm not trying to scare you wouldn't need a degree like oh you need to have your money right because these men will do you wrong no that's not what I'm saying at all there's a lot of men that will do you right we'll take care of you we'll maintain your lifestyle whatever and whatever you want you know go after it but what I am saying to you is uh it's something about having your own money that makes you more solid and makes you more of an asset because with men See, they view things a little bit different than we do. So if we do not have value associated with us, we end up losing a lot. We end up losing our our balance in the situation. We end up being taken advantage of. It's so many different turns, you know. So I want to talk about that a little bit. But before we do that, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode. Um, we have grown so much in numbers. We have grown so much as a community and as women. You know, New Mind, New Bitch was a fantastic week. Okay, top, top numbers. And I'm really excited about it because I actually had a lot of response. Like it was one of those things where I think because of the whole COVID-19, our mindsets were in one place 
But for me, I felt like I had to get out. I felt like during that whole, this whole process of quarantine and everything, I've grown so much as a person. So now I'm on the end of it. And I'm like, what I'm going to do next? Because I don't think the same way. Life will never be the same. But now I have to regenerate myself and rejuvenate myself. So that's what I, you know, my goal was with the new mind, new bitch. So now we're talking about our money because that's something that is important right now. Okay. <laughs> like the girl needs the dollars. We don't really quite know what's happening to our economy. And I just think it's, 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 it's always, it is how I feel, right? If you see something going down, okay, do the preparation so then that way the hit won't, you know, hurt so much for you. Like if you're watching something, like a catastrophe take place, like with your eyeballs, right? And you're like a bystander, you're just third party in this whole thing. Go ahead and secure yourself, honey, because it doesn't make sense to fall down this slope and you can see it coming. It, it doesn't make sense. You got, you got all the warning signs. Something's going on, okay? Get it together. So that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to get our money right. Um, but I want to just thank you so much for rocking with me, rocking with the podcast, supporting the movement. BB University is sensational. Um, the content, girl, I'm constantly evolving. I'm constantly reading. So, you know, everything is just going to, you know, continue to grow and evolve. So thank you so much. And also, too, welcome to all of the lovely newbies. Okay, I know there's a lot of new listeners, a lot of new girls that are getting this information, uh, finding out about me, you know. Um, and then some of you girls are coming out of hiding, okay, and saying, like, hey, Kat, you know, this is me. And, like, you helped me, blah, blah, blah. So, I'm excited about the whole process and um, I'm excited. You know, that's all I can say. <laughs> I'm just excited and positive. You know, that's my thing. But let's get into this. Right. So we can talk about financial stability because it's so <laughs> girl it's so important because it's comical how important it is because I've seen so many different situations. I've been in a variety of different situations myself and I'm like, ooh, honey, if I could save you or help you rejuvenate this, I am going to do it. Okay, so we're going to break some things down, but I'm going to give you the basics of it right now. Okay, so let's get in. All right, so when it comes down to financial stability, it is important as a woman to have your finances in order. What I mean by in order is you know what your budgets are, you have a savings, and you have a future for your money. You have to think about what, how you want your lifestyle to be, right? If you want to be a nine to fiver, if you want to be an entrepreneur, how do you want this to work for you? You have to have a plan for that. Why? Because life will happen. But one thing that will never change is money, okay? Now, how we view money will change, of course, throughout the generations. You know, the value of a dollar has changed over time. But at the end of the day, it still matters. And you still need to make sure you have that cash flow because you have to have a place to live and you have to eat. Basic necessities for survival, okay? So... Those are our basics. We have to make sure those are locked down, but you have to get specific. Now I'm addressing this because some of us are in robotic mode, meaning that things have happened to us. It's not like we chose these things. So that's why I'm pulling you back for a moment and saying, no, you can choose. You could choose if you want to work a nine to five corporate opportunity. Look at how much, you know, you're going to get in the salary. Look at the best cities for, you know, your job position. Put yourself in that you know, situation, meaning like if, you know, say the industry that you're in is technology and say technology is booming in New York. Now, I know, of course, we got the whole COVID thing going on, but <clears throat> what you want to do is position yourself and you want to, you know, get those opportunities that's going to advance you in your career and advance you financially but you want to know too what your cap is like how much money you can make in this particular position so then when it comes down to so if you want to be an entrepreneur what does that look like for you like how do you want to work every day do you want to sell products services do you want to how much money do you want to make how much money do you feel like you need to have per month per year to be able to live a lifestyle that feels comfortable for you go in depth and think about your life think about like you know okay what kind of house you want like some of us say oh i want a house i want a car i want this i want that but what do you want specifically like 
Like if you want this type of car, right? You need to know how much it's going to cost. So if it's going to cost 20,000, 40,000, 70,000, you need to know how much this car is. If you want a house, what kind of house do you want? What type of vibe do you want? And then what's the going rate for that? Because if you want a house that's say 300,000, right? 500,000 and you want a car that's like 50,000. Okay. So let's just round it. 500,000 for the house, 50,000 for the car. That means that you have to, if you want to buy this say in one year, this is how I look at things. Now you can do financing of course for everything, right? But let's just talk about it in terms of you want to look at things as the cost value, not always focus on financing because you're going to have to pay this and more if you do financing. So look at it as how much it actually costs. So if it's going to cost you 500,000 for a house, then say, okay, over the course of say in one year, can you buy this house outright? Like, is your, is your, like you know, is that something that you want to do? I want to buy my house outright. You know, like just like if you was buying some furniture, you know what I mean? You think about buying it outright. It's just a different dollar amount, but the perspective is the same. So if you say, okay, I want to buy this house outright, when you look at your finances and you're an entrepreneur, you say, okay, I have to make over 500000 to be able to cover this expense because I have to cover my everyday expenses, which say I live in an apartment and say my whole lease, if I, you know, tally up how much it costs, maybe 32000 you know, for the year. Then, you know, say I have my, my expenses. So maybe that's another thirty grand over the course of the year. So that's sixty grand. So that means that I at least have to make $610,000 in order for me to be able to buy my home, buy my car, maintain my lifestyle over the course of a year. So now you can set up your goals and you can say, all right, over the course of this 12 months, this is how much money I need to make. Now you come up with the marketing plan to be able to supply that demand. See, that's how we have to start looking at things. You don't have to finance no damn house if you don't want to. Yes, you might be flagged in terms of how the hell you get all this money, but you can show that you saved it. It's easy to do a paper trail, get a checking account and just deposit the money in there. It shows the paper trail. If you have a company, I'm sure you have it registered. If not, you need to at least have it on books with the EIN number. And if you, um, or at least, you know, the whole 1099 phase, um, or if you are, uh, you know, off selling products, you have a licensing. Um, however, you can ultimately map this thing out. You just got to have a game plan. All right. So now when it comes down to it, though, the, the your finances and, and what you want to achieve and all that stuff, you want to have a plan. You want to think about where you want to be. You want to look at your things, your, your lifestyle, I should say, or your finances in a bigger perspective than just that little small little increments. Right. So when it comes down Again, I keep saying it. <laughs> this finance component, right? This this stability component. Just knowing what's in front of you, knowing what you're trying to do, and having a well-rounded understanding that it's possible and necessary. Okay, for you to be stable, like it's it's necessary. Like you have to be stable. Now let's talk about let's talk about why. Let's talk about why. Okay, because I already told you what you got to do, how you got to do it, how you got to look at it. But let's talk about why you need to be stable. <laughs> All right, so let's just talk about relationships-wise, right? And this relationship could be romantic or it could be, say, parental. Now, when you have someone who is financially responsible for someone else, there is the underlining unspoken thing where the person naturally has, and I want to say, I don't want to sound crazy, but ownership of you. They have control over you. Why? Because if they don't give you the money, you can't do what you need to do. And that looks like a variety of things. We could be talking about food, shelter, feminine products. Okay. If you do not get the dollar from them, you can't do anything. That's crippling. 
Because what happens if they don't have the money? What happens if you need this right now and they're not available? What happens? There's so many different things that you can consider. And um, I, in my experience, okay, I don't feel comfortable just, you know, being fully dependent on someone to buy my feminine protection. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when I had those, those moments, I don't have a period anymore. But when I used to have one, honey, listen, okay, I am not about to be asking, oh man, can I have $10 so I can go buy my pads? Like, what? I mean, granted, my spouse at the time didn't, wouldn't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? He'll buy my pads all the time. But I just think there's something about having that um, ability to be able to maintain yourself, to be able to, um, you know, sustain yourself, maintain all that stuff. It's important. You know, it's important. It makes you feel more solid, more grounded. You understand? So that that's one of the reasons why. The other component of it, which is kind of in that negative veil, but we have to go there, is because when people try to control you, girl, listen, they want to treat, <laughs> let me, let me pull back. <sighs> when you allow someone to have that much power over you, right? See, what happens in some situations is everyone is not always going to treat you with the utmost respect because they are funding your lifestyle, because they are funding and maintaining you in full, like full casualty. They are maintaining you. When you're in that kind of situation, right? Depending upon how that person views the whole relationship between the two of you really determines how things go. So if the person looks at you as someone who is a dependent and looks at some you as someone who cannot do for themselves and not in a positive way, but more so like, ah, yeah, I'm taking care of this grown person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's going to be only downhill from there, right? Because it's going to be like regret, resentment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if the person is doing something for you, you have to have a real understanding in terms of um, how they perceive you. Now, in order for you to really balance even that whole equation out of someone doing something for you, you have to offer value, which is really the next component I'm going to get into. But you, you have to offer value to people in order for them not to mistreat you, because if you don't, they won't look at you as someone of an asset. They'll look at you as a liability and uh, liabilities are easy to cut off and, and you can be cut off in terms of they walk out of your life, they emotionally detach, all different kinds of situations because they're trying to provide themselves with ease. And the best way for you to do that is through disconnection. So it's a survival tactic, you know, so you, you have to remember that when it comes down to expecting someone or looking or being comfortable with someone fully, fully taking care of you financially. Now, the upside of this whole situation is when you talk about value, right? Um, so value is can look like a variety of different things with men, particularly masculine counterparts. When they look at you as an asset, they treat you better when they can easily identify what you do for them and how you make their lives better. They will cherish you. Now, you will have to remind them here and there of your placement, because sometimes the masculine counterpart gets amnesia. I don't know what it is, but sometimes, girl, they forget that you're that bitch and you've been rocking with them all this time and you've been doing all this stuff for them. They forget it. And so you have to remind them this masculine counterpart could be your father. OK, you may have to remind your father, like, listen, I need you to do this for me or whatever. But look, I've done X, Y, Z for you. I've supported you in this, this and that, that, that. You know, like I've earned my, my place, my keeps here. You know what I mean? Like I've earned the value. Because see, when someone has to do something for you and especially again, it goes back to their mindset. If they're looking at you as a liability, when you ask for something, it's a problem. But see, sometimes you have to remind that person, wait a minute. OK, hold the phone now. I'm asking you for something because I need you in this situation where I depend on you. But please understand this is a mutual combat. See, when you need something from me, I'm here for you. You understand when you need X, Y, Z, I was there. And then sometimes, girl, you have to go in your Rolodex. OK, and bust out dates. 
dates and times, okay? Because the masculine counterpart, and, and even with women too, you, you have to remind them because if not, people will um, just get on their own train and they may do it intentionally or not intentionally. Sometimes when you're so focusing on your own mindset and your own thing, you just kind of look at other people and their opinion very differently. So you have to remind them like, look, this is what I've done. This is, you know, my track record here. Like, let's not go there. And in some situations, you can just settle it and it moves on. And the person says, all right, cool. You know, you reminded me of what you did. Let's do it. You know, let's move on. And then some people are like, I don't care what you've done for me. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not doing this. And then that's when you have to reevaluate your whole strategy. All right. <laughs> so when it comes down to it, though, this value component, right? You must understand, too, though, what you bring to the table in the situation. You have to be very self-aware. OK, when it comes down to like if you're going to be dependent on someone financially, because if you're not self-aware, you don't really know what you offer. And so when someone challenges that and they say, oh, what you doing for me? And this is and that. And you, you know, choke up, you, you get sad, you get anxiety, you can't talk. What's going to happen is you're going to lose that battle, baby, because at the end of the day, the more dominant personality wins the conversation. OK, especially in the heated, in, you know, heated environment. Now, that doesn't mean you have to get loud, belligerent, curse or whatever. But the dominant personality, the person who really is, you know, managing the conversation is offering facts and is leading things into a solution base. That's the dominant counterpart, you know, because there's always going to be someone like that. You may have a situation where it's like two, two, two dominant people that's really trying to manage some stuff, trying to get some stuff done, which is always great because that's a productive conversation there. OK, like when you have someone who is trying to resolve something in the same capacity you are, you should be able to get over instances and situations, I should say, within five to ten seconds because you're on the same wavelength, you know, like you're not the arguing type. So it's like, let's handle it. OK, but when it comes down to this value thing, you, you have to be self-aware because if you're not, then you don't know what you offer. And then again, you'll crumble, you know. We're not trying to have that, not 2020 and beyond. We, we have to be able to stand firm. And it's not standing firm arrogantly. It's standing firm factually, okay? If you're doing something for someone else, you are deserved compensation. Please understand that. Please do not think that you need to be out here catering to people, dealing with their issues and blah, 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 and they don't owe you anything. That's preposterous, okay? That is preposterous. They owe you. You have value. Everything has value because let me tell you this. When you were out there playing uh, therapist, Okay, if that person had to pay for a therapist, that was a cost associated. When you was out there playing babysitter or, you know, Captain Save-A-Hole, whatever you was doing out there, there's a cost associated with that. Okay, so always remember that in the back of your mind when it comes down to your value, all right? But the, the main piece of this whole conversation is this. Stability is important for a woman because you will be put in a variety of different situations where your value may not be um, looked at as the same as monetary, you know, and to secure yourself, to secure your future, and also to, to be able to, to, to function and to do what you want to do. You want to make sure that you have your own money. Now, how we go about this um, and, and getting money, it can all be according to whatever you want to do. How we talked about before, you come up with a you know, plan. You want to be an entrepreneur? Do you want to work a nine to five? However you want to do it. Now, the other thing is, though, when you get your money, you want to make sure that you put your money in vehicles and in situations that will create a stable foundation for you. Because now I just talked to you about how, you know, what, what, what the deal is with the whole money thing, why you need to be stable, all this other stuff, right? So now we're going to get into the fact that you got the money. Okay, now how do you create the stability for yourself? How you create stability is, we talked about this earlier this week, the invest, save, and spend system, um, and, and which is pretty basic in itself. That's, that's the first component. That's how you become financially stable. The other thing is setting up projections. So we kind of talked about before coming up with a plan, right? So saying, okay, if I'm going to buy this house this year, you're going to buy this car this year, it's like these are my, 
you know, this is what I want to do. This is my goal for the year. Then you can look at, okay, how much money I need to make. And then you start setting up projections like, okay, per month, I'm going to make this amount of money per month. I'm going to save this amount of money. This is the direction I'm going to go to reach my, my goal here. That's how you create stability. Now you also too want to be very aware of your finances and very in tune with your finances, meaning that you know what your checking account balance is daily. You are very aware of how much you are spending every day. And it's very simple. You know, every time you swipe your debit card, honey, you know, every time you make a purchase online, like let's not get oblivious. So you need to start reminding yourself of that, rounding it up. Okay. If you spent $17 on Amazon, whatever, round it up to 20. And in your mind, you're like, okay, I spent $20 today, you know, or I spent $40 on this. So then that way, you know, okay, at the end of the day, this is how much I spent for the day. And you can just have an awareness with stability. You have to know what's going on with your finances. You can't just be like, Oh my God, you know, wake up and the money's gone from your checking account. That's happened to me. And I'm trying to rectify that now. The other thing I want to say is, um, have your head in your money in terms of knowing when things are due. Okay. Knowing who has access to your checking account, honey, that cause like myself, I would wake up sometimes and I have this now where it's, it's very few people are hitting my account, but I had to go through and find out who has access to my debit card. Because there are people, you know, you know, Apple, whatever, you sign up for apps or you sign up for this and, you know, it's a free trial. And after that, they're charging this. You need to think about, do a roster, last 30 days, last 60 days. What have I signed up for? What have I agreed to financially? And start cutting off those, you know, those attachments to your debit card. So then that way you don't have surprise expenses. Okay. That is very key and crucial. Having your head in your money. Because if you do not know where your money is going, okay, you won't be able to grasp this thing. That's a part of financial stability. Also, too, not being afraid of money, not being afraid of looking at those bills when they come in. Those are your bills, honey. Okay, you want fewer of them? Stop buying things. Okay, <laughs> keep it basic. You got to have shelter, a phone, food, you know, you got to have lights and gas, you know, and you got to have clothes, you know, but make sure that your budget is realistic. Maybe not do a lot of credit card spending. You understand me? I don't have a credit card. I just don't see. I mean, I do see the purpose, right? If I ever need something, it's like emergency money. But I already just have the money saved up. In my opinion, I really just have it saved up, already ready to go. You know, I don't have to worry about interest. I don't have to worry about this whole thing. And I do understand credit, though, of course. And that's that's but I take as far as the way my whole credit goes, I've put money into things where it's like, OK, a payment plan kind of option. And I pay on this particular thing. It goes towards my credit. My credit score is boost. So you can do a credit card to boost your credit score. But there's also two other ways to go about it. Me personally, I just haven't ventured into the credit card area yet. OK, arena yet, I should say. And maybe I will. Maybe I will not. But nevertheless, though. What I am saying to you is, is that have an understanding of your bills, have an understanding of your finances so that that way things do not overwhelm you and things do not bombard you. Now, when I think of stability in a pictorial aspect, I think of a table, which is similar to the tabletop theory, right? So I think about having a solid, solid foundation, being knowledgeable of what your finances are, okay, having a game plan as far as how you're going to attain your finances, also, too, having a strategy for the future and looking at what are your, some of your expenses and things that you want to accomplish. Because once you buy a house, that's a one-time expense. I mean, in, in essence, like you could buy two or three houses or, you know, however you want to live, but it's usually like a one or two-time expense. You're not spending 500000 you know, pretty often in, in that regard. So it's one of those things where if you can knock it out sooner than later, that will be ideal because then you don't have to worry about uh, this expense for 20, 30 years. You know what I mean? And depending upon your age, you know, different things will change around that time you might want to sell it and go into something smaller. So it just all depends on the flow of life. It depends on what you're doing. But what I want to say to you is, is that 
um, you know, having um, that, that, that projection or knowing exactly what you're trying to do um, within your finances is very key and very crucial. So now, last and in, in, in conclusion, all right, it's very important for us girls, and I can't stress that enough, to get our finances in order, to know what our finances are, to not be afraid of the money, okay, because we needed to move around and um, from one woman to the next, get your money in order, baby. Okay. Learn all about money. Also too, I want to say this, learn about stocks, honey. Okay. Definitely get into that. Learn about residual money. Okay. So money, like, you know, learn how to make money, you know, 24 hours a day, honey, in your sleep, all that stuff. Learn how to do those things because that is going to help grow your, you know, obviously your, your profit margin, your revenue, you know, your, your, your net worth. You understand? Like we have to think about that when we when we are, you know, yes, working every day and managing lifestyles and stuff like that. We have to think about long term because, honey, you're not always going to be valuable. At one point, you're going to be down in terms of your body going to move a little bit slower. You're going to be a little bit older and your priorities are going to shift. OK, so you want to use this time to make those right financial decisions, invest in those right things. Do your research. You Google is amazing. YouTube is amazing. Podcasts on finances, everything. Learn about, you know, uh everything honey learn about pensions read books on like things that accountants read honey okay everything so then that way you can be financially sound and not afraid of the dollar all right i love you girls deeply and dearly thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode be sure to follow me on instagram at i am cat dean and check out badbitch.com badbitch radio excuse me dot com for like the classes and just you know updates on the you know, the whole bad bitch movement and everything. All right. I love you girls deeply and dearly. And I will talk to you soon. Ciao.